Welcome to The Everyday Saint, where young Catholics inspire young Catholics as we're all grasping towards heaven while walking on earth as everyday saints. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Eve Rosemary, and let's get started because there's so much goodness to share. Fast forward to now, how has your faith life evolved from that initial, like, getting back into it? Do you want to? I'll go first. Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I, I say it that way with, with hesitation. Um, because, you know, we're taught to live a God-centered life. And God is number one. And, you know, that, that is... That is how you are to live. And it's easy, and in, in listening to your podcast yesterday with... Um, Mari. Mari, I was going to say Mari. Uh, and it's easy to get distracted with things that happen every day mm-hmm. and to, to kind of get pulled away. Why I'm bringing that up is, you know, when your dad and I got married and we started, you know, having children and you know we we that was part of our routine was to go to church every sunday Mm -hmm. and you had you had those cloth uh noah's arcs and you each had your own little bibles that you could look at and we always sat in the front row (laughs) and um because your dad did not want to put you in the 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 room of bad habits We always sat in the front row so you, you kids would learn how to, to act at, at Mass. And, you know, as as you got older, I would probably say that middle school, high school, and that's when I had more responsibilities uh, in many different areas. We kind of, you know, you know, we stopped going to Mass. We were ones that went to Mass every week, and then we kind of stopped, and then it would go in spurts and and your dad and I had several conversations gosh darn it you know every time we get away from going to mass every week something bad happens that's how we would view it and then it's like oh we got to get back to mass we got to get back to mass because that's when everything good happens it's like your insurance like, oh it is <laughs> that's so funny I never thought of it like that insurance policy but I don't want to say we've wavered I would look at it as we weaved Mm-hmm. And weaved it in, weaved, I'll focus on mass, you know, weaved it in, you know, at certain times of our lives as you kids got older, which I know is not the, the right way. Would I say that, did my faith waver? No. Um, I can, even though we weren't attending mass, uh, believe it or not, I am a person who play, probably prays three times a day. You know, and, and longer, shorter, but it's usually three times a day. Uh, that's That's been a practice of mine for probably a good 10 to 12 years. So, I don't know if that answers your question. I think I kind of got off track there a little bit. But. I think it answers yeah, the question. Okay. Yeah. It answered something. Oh, <laughs> but I, I just want to highlight this. One of my favorite, favorite experiences, not just, you know, sharing 
watching you strengthen your faith in your journey, I'm going to step back when I volunteered to be a faith formation teacher. And uh, John, your brother, was in our class. And that three years, having to be accountable as a teacher to teach these children to be messengers of Jesus, what that did for me in strengthening my faith, because I really, I had to know what I was teaching. Even though you, I went to 12 years of Catholic school and, you know, have been a life, mm-hmm. you know, basically a lifelong Catholic with a little hiatus, I had to review. And I found that interesting, but it also strengthened, you know, my faith. And I enjoyed being inspired by them and learning from them. Because I really think, you know, yes, we get our messages when we go to Mass, but I can honestly say there have been so many people who've weaved in and out of my life who were messengers from God for me. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, indeed... I'll go back to saying the Israelites, right? <laughs> they, they were all in, and then a few generations they would not be, and then they would be taught to get back, and they would. Um, and back and forth throughout the whole Old Testament, that's, I, I think, is the way to teach us that that happens in a human life. To them, it was generational. For us, you know, that happens in a human life. So yes, indeed, um, uh, when you were probably in two years to six years old, we were very Mm -hmm. active Catholics. Uh, In the last few years, we've probably been not very active Catholics. But what is different than when I left college and I I went almost to uh, atheism... Uh, now my, my guardrails are much more narrow. So it isn't that I'm even leaving Christianity. It's just I'm like, get me back. You know, let's <laughs> go back to church. And I go back to church and kind of get yourself straightened back out and uh, start reading again. Uh, to me, it's big on reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do on my um, hours before sleep uh, means a lot, so mm-hmm. you know, getting the Bible back in front of me is always important. I find that's when things go well, and I start you know, really believing again and uh, uh, making it all conscious. Right? Mm-hmm. Jesus should be a, a conscious thought in your in your life, not just a uh, happenstance. And oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm Catholic, yeah, right. No, he needs to be something you're thinking about and something you're striving for, right? And that's mm-hmm. uh, so it's more that, like, oh, he got into my back seat of my car, and I need to pull him back up front and let him be with me up front, not not just sort of back there. We're in the past; he wasn't even in my car, right? <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I think I think that's um, a sign of. Faith and maturity, and in, in knowing, okay, I'm, I need to, I need to get him back in, right? Whereas when I was younger, I, I didn't know that, and I let it, let him go out. But now, uh, yeah, you ask recently, recently where I'm reading the Bible again, I'm back in and doing the things that 
help me uh, in a Catholic faith. So, yeah, we had to after a fire and after hail damage and after this <laughs> and after that. <laughs> yeah. We had a few. We had, we had four of the seven plagues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. My life was all that bad. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm complaining. Yeah, but even then, I think you know, as you progress in your faith journey and mature in that faith journey. Your guardrails are going to get smaller and mm-hmm. smaller and smaller because even those times where you're kind of falling behind, you're like, well, I know that this needs to be, you know, the tools at least to, to get mm-hmm. you there. And even mm-hmm. some of the saints, they, they'll probably probably petition to, like, against their sainthood, like, oh, I don't deserve to be a saint. Like, right. I, I shouldn't be a saint. And then you look at, you know, Mother Teresa and... Mm-hmm. Pope St. John Paul II and all these mm-hmm. people and you're like well yeah you duh you're a saint like there's right. no way around it but then I I like to think of it as like if you if you hold a glass up to the light it's going to start to look dirty if, but if it's sitting on the table it just looks like a glass but right. holding it up to that light you're able to see all the dirt that's inside and I think that's kind of what they've done with their lives is that they're constantly holding their soul and what their day to day life looks like up to the light and saying no it's dirty but they are in the process of continually making it clean mm-hmm. and trying to perfect that glass to get to the point where right. God is at the forefront of our life, which isn't, I, I don't think that's a task that's always easy to accomplish. Because some days you look at your, your day and you're like, well, if someone looked at my day today, I don't think they would know that I was Catholic. Right. But you know, within your heart, you're Catholic, but it's still that continuous strive towards Jesus every single day and every single moment. Right. Which isn't always easy because sometimes it's not even on your radar. Like you're making a decision and you kind of even forget to consult God about the decision because there's so much other other things going on in your life. Which I'm sure you guys are, you know, professionals on the topic with everything our family's been through in the last year of all those decisions and just the the hecticness that goes on (laughs) within your head. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Mother Teresa. Now she right, she's saintly. She's the 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 most uh, pious woman that in my lifetime that we would have known, right? And uh, after her death, and then some of her writings came out, and, and she would frequently question: Did she do enough? Is she faithful enough? You know, and you're you're sitting there thinking, <laughs> you you're wondering <laughs> that you're questioning that, but you know, to your point on the guide, uh, the, the rails, the guide rails, her guide rails were probably you know, a toothpick, a toothpick <laughs> apart. But but to her, it, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. she wasn't there. She was, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't in the center of her guide rail. She was bumping aside. Now to us, if I bump that side, that's some guide rail way off and <laughs> way off on the side for me because I, I haven't gotten to the point that she was at um, but she would probably say and the same analogy that I've been using is that you know she's wandered a little bit now her wandering is not <laughs> uh, it's still very pious right mm-hmm. she's still way way uh, ahead, head and shoulders above but it's just interesting so it's also where you are in life and where you are in your faith and how far do you wander and mm-hmm. um, there's a, a perfect example of somebody who's super pious we look up to and yet she had questions right there were times mm-hmm. she had questions 
it's normal. That's where humans. There's only been one, right? There's only been one perfect person. We're not it. We're, that's not us. Right. So, <laughs> Take me off the yeah, roster. Not it's not, not it, me. Right? And, and so it's okay. It's okay. Well, the, I think you you said it really nicely. The the point is now as you um, get older and and wiser in your faith, you you know when you're wandering a little bit. You know when it's time to get back. You know you have tools. Uh, that's what I like about the, the church. You know, I go back to my old church, which I went to when I was a kid, and it just feels good. It's like, here I am. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay. Just that that alone <laughs> can make you get back on track. Just that mm-hmm. nice familiarity. And, all right, let me say the right prayers. Let me get out the books that I mm-hmm. like to have and, and get back on track. So tools are important. We, yes. need, we need help, right? Yes. It's, it's, uh, and that's normal. But we have so many. We have. We we have the rosary, but we also have ten fingers for a reason, you know? (laughs) One for each each Hail Mary. Like, God gave us those for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's important to use them. Mm -hmm. Did you want to say something, Mom? Or are you just thinking? She was thinking, wow, that's very enlightened what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, there's a lot. I guess not. No, I, I... I, I was I was going to take it a different direction, but okay. let's let's just go on to the okay, okay. The, the next because it might be applicable to the next. Okay. So. Well, I was I was going to change the subject a little bit yes. because I know one of the topics we wanted to talk about was kind of that home life mm. um, transformation and evangelization in a way, but maybe more so, you know that that family bond that brings us all to the faith together. So I guess my question then is how has your family, whether that's your family like your mom and dad or your family like my brothers and, and myself, um, how have they transformed your faith life or added to your faith life? Maybe challenged your faith life sometimes mm. too. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> I... I'll jump back to kind of what I, something I mentioned earlier is, you know, growing up so close to the Catholic Church and going and so cl- close to my Catholic grade school. Um, that was, you know, a, a, like that is, those are my memories. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, we, you know, my mom was very active. My dad was very active. Um, my brothers were, <laughs> were altar servers. Um, and you know, and I and I saw them fall away, you know, from from the Catholic faith, and and I took pride, in, uh, you know, continuing that. But I wanted to. It wasn't, it wasn't because I was doing it so my parents would recognize mm-hmm. that I did it because I wanted to. Fast forward now to our family, and you know, how has it challenged me? How has it, you know? First of all, I, having you as my husband and our journey together, that only strengthened and probably added a lot of, I'll just, I'll say, use the word substance to my Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there's times I'll, I sit there and I listen to the readings and then we get in the car afterwards. I'm like, I didn't get that. What did that mean? And he's, and your dad is so good at interpreting the readings. So, you know, he's been very helpful with that. Um, 
view kids, it's it's been interesting, and I'm gonna save you for last. <laughs> is that best for last? What can I say? No, no, no. And and I, you know, I think of Aaron and Aaron. I would say Aaron has always, you know, had a strong faith. You do have to remember he wanted to be Pope at one time in his life. He did. He dressed <laughs> up for Halloween one year yeah. as the Pope. Yeah, Absolutely. as the Pope, and he, yes, he won first place in the largest children's parade for being the Pope, but. Um, <laughs> And in watching him and the boys, you know, they always make their sign of the cross and say prayers when we go by cemeteries or when we remember when we hear sirens, mm-hmm. we would always do that or see an ambulance or, or whatever. So Aaron, I think, has always been there and he's always one. Let's get back going to church. Let's get back going to church. With your journey, you inspired him even more. You, you had a direct and an indirect influence on Aaron. You know, John... Uh, it's in, in, and he has been more forthcoming and challenging us mm-hmm. uh, as he's gotten older. Uh, of oh, so Eve's home, so now you want to go to church? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I said that on my daughter's podcast. Um, <laughs> but that's that's what you were just talking about. You were talking about the guardrails and staying mm-hmm. in the guardrails, and that's when they were, you know, a little too wide. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, Eve, in in her faith journey, and I'm going to say this on your podcast, there was a time I had to nudge her in church so she would say the Our Father. No, that is not true. (laughs) Because I would say it, but I have a quiet voice, and I was much shorter than you because I was six. So Uh, so I would say it, and I would get really mad at you because you wouldn't hear me, and then I wouldn't want to say it because I knew you would be mad at me. That's what it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a a little magic god. It's it's okay that it's okay that you weren't perfect. All this, you know, during during your because that's part of your journey. No, I know. I'm just I'm clearing the air for your books. That wasn't. That was the thing you made up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you've you've the three of you have challenged me in different ways. You by you questioning me and my faith, and sometimes not directly with statements, but just in actions. You know, your your you moving forward. You know, in high school, as we saw you really turn around, turn turn a different direction, a good positive direction with your faith. I didn't mean turn around, but turn a good positive direction with your faith and continue that into college leading up to, gosh, here we are sitting at the kitchen mm-hmm. table on your podcast, you know, about, you know, inspiring young Catholics. I mean, that's like, woohoo, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and it has influenced us like, I, I and I do. I listen to every single one of your podcasts. I know. Yes. Whenever I see the the numbers of plays, I'm like, I know one of those is my mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I have learned from those. So my message to Eve's listeners is, even though her podcast says inspiring young Catholics, inspiring young Catholics, you can even inspire us more mature mm-hmm. Catholics. Don't say old. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, if you have um, a person you want to influence in your life, an aunt or your own parents, you know, 
having this influence from my daughter, I would encourage you to do that. So I know I kind of went off on a different route there, but I just wanted to say that, yes, you've challenged us. You've all challenged us in different ways. But yet, as a parent, we need to be accountable to our children and share with them the right direction. Sometimes it's always not the straightest direction, but it was still in the forward direction. So real quick, Yvonne, how you in particular have influenced me and... It was just recently, so you're back from college for the summer, and uh, I was I spent a Sunday painting. I don't remember what I was painting, something around the house, and my hands were all dirty, uh, full of paint, and we went to church in the evening. Actually, I don't think you went. It was Aaron, but you had influence in all of this. Uh, Aaron and John and I went, and we were going up for communion and I'm sitting there thinking oh my hands are all dirty I can't I can't take communion my hands all dirty and I, I started thinking well I can take it on my tongue and Aaron says you can't you can't go up there with your hands like that I'm like I know I can't go up there with my hands <laughs> like that and uh, so as I'm walking up there I'm having this dilemma how do I take should I take it with my hands dirty and then I start thinking well I haven't I haven't gone to confession so my hands are dirty, but Eve would tell me my soul is dirty, and <laughs> and I'm going up for con- uh, communion, and and I'm having all these convoluted problems just because I had paint on my hands. And Aaron pointed out, you have paint on your hands, you can't take communion that way. And then I got to that, yeah, my soul's dirty. I can't. So I got up finally to the priest, and I put my hands across my hands <laughs> just like that, and he blessed me, and off I went. Uh, but. That's how kids, you know, I, what, I, what's important out of that story is that I had one of those moments where I realized I was standing in front of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't communion. Mm-hmm. It was, I cannot take the body of Christ with my hands looking like this. I cannot do it with my soul like this. It was... It was that, right? Jesus was there. And I hadn't had that feeling in a long time, and it was because of the influence of my children. So there's how you can influence me. All right, well, thank you, Dad. Yes. It's a really neat story. I think God sometimes just allows us those little graces of a moment of, oh, <gasps> something here, <laughs> like there's more. You don't get that all the time, but right. every so often he'll be like, all right, here's a little treat. Yeah, yeah. I think I miss some of those. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty to go around. Oh, I, know, I know, I know. He hasn't forgotten. <laughs>